welcome to the next episode of our podcast. I am more than happy to present to you today's episode and the topics that I have to share with you from the discussion with the masters and teachers of the Akashic Records. The Akashic Records are the memories of God. They contain within themselves all the information about everything that has ever happened in the universe. If you have questions that you would like me to ask to the masters and teachers, feel free to forward them to me via my webpage. Also, if you would like to have a special reading dedicated only to you, a full hour of talking about you, your problems, your questions with the masters and teachers, feel free to book a session from my website. And if you yourself would like to learn how to communicate with the field of the Akashic Records, go check my website for seminars and books on the topic. My website is joyridecoaching.com. My name is Jana Mileva and I've been working with the Akashic Records for the past 10 years. And now I'm very excited to share their wisdom with you. It seems that we believe in many things to be one way and they're actually exactly the other way. So in today's episode, I'm going to present to you all the answers from the masters regarding different topics about things that we believe are one way and they're actually exactly the other way around. I hope this episode is interesting to you. I have to say for me, this information at times was kind of shocking and was a big eye-opener. So let us start with the first topic, heaven and hell. One thing you've been wrongly led to believe is that you are sinners and you will be judged for your deeds and you will go either to hell or to paradise, which are not on earth. Let us first confirm to you that yes, after you die, you can decide to go to another planet and it can be like a paradise or less like a paradise compared to earth. Most of you, however, will keep coming back to earth until you've explored all of its aspects you were interested in. Think of yourself like scientists, like archaeologists. You have the time, you have the funding, and you have a fascinating site to explore. Will you ditch it for another one? Only if you find an even more exciting one. But otherwise, you will stay until you learn and discover all that is there to learn and discover from the site. Earth is a great place for souls to be. Here you get to graduate soul school. On the fast track. Have you had moments in your life where so many things happened at the same time or right after another that you have no time to react or think about the best way to act and you rather just react on the moment? These times are, for example, times of crisis, of death of a loved one, of lots of good news that you receive. Then you are tested to show what you have learned and how you will automatically react. Will you go into blame or bragging? Will you be kind to your fellow humans? 
will you be kind to yourself? And if you fail the test, well, life will give you another one. So don't worry about it. So actually, hell is pretty much on earth. Just like paradise is. You are not going anywhere after you die. You cannot run away from your lessons so easily. Death doesn't fix, end or resolve anything. Death is just the end of this current theatrical act. But afterwards, there is another one, and another one, and another one. We're sorry, but you have no choice than to get your life in order now, and to create paradise here and now. It will not come to you later. Time doesn't really exist. All that matters is the now moment, and what you will do with it. So you've been wrongly led to believe that death is the end of learning and testing you. This is wrong. Death is not the end. It's just an intermediary station. You might wonder who decides if you pass the test or not. Maybe God? Maybe some angel? No, not at all. You've been also wrongly made to believe that God controls your life, that God judges you. This is also wrong. God created the cosmos, yes, the universe, all life. God created the rules of the game, yes, but it was our choice to start playing this game. God will not force you to play. You can leave at any moment. God will not judge you how you are playing. You are the one judging yourself. Look at it like a virtual reality video game. It is very realistic and it is very engaging. And it was programmed by someone else. And you decided to play. You have to follow the rules of the game. You are competing with yourself because you want to go through all the levels of the game. You are not so much competing with the other players. Yes, they are there to demonstrate to you by comparison how much you've progressed in your development. You can compare scores and you need each other to play. But ultimately, you are competing with yourself. You want to get better. You want to get more points. And you will keep on playing for as long as you feel like it. Imagine yourself like a highly engaged in a video game teenager and God as your parent. If you send your parent away to leave you play, he will, for as long as it will serve you. If you get lost in the game, your parent will intervene. If you forget how to leave the game and you're tired of playing, you can call upon your parent and he will get you out. And your parent doesn't really care about the points you collect at that video game. He couldn't care less, because he loves you, regardless of your points. It is you who cares about the game and the points. So you see, you've been wrongly led to believe that it is God who cares about your sins and good deeds. He doesn't. 
He loves you and cares about you regardless. It is you who cares. So if you want to have a good experience with the game called life, just make sure you are gaining points and not losing them. That's all. You are in control, not someone else. God can save you, but he cannot play the game for you. One of the ideas of religion was to help people feel connected to the divine. Remind them it's all a game and there is a being, God, who created the game and who can help you at it and who can get you out of it, if you so wish. But they failed to tell you that you are the one playing the game by your own wish and you are competing with yourself, not with God or the other players. Your life is in your hands and it will depend on the decisions you take. And you don't need to die to get better at the game or to stop the game. It doesn't work that way. One exit point of the level of the game you are playing is meditation. Enlightenment is taking the exit point of the current level of the game or the entire game altogether. Meditation is stillness. It is basically you stopping the game and saying, I am not playing anymore. It's like a safe word, exit door, the off button. When you meditate, you stop focusing on the game and you remember the real life outside of the game. And then you can decide if you want to keep on playing or to stop. Just being a good person is not enough. You need to resolve your karmic ties to be free. And you can do this in two different ways. One is the long way, via good deeds and not accumulating new karma. The other way, the shorter way, is to simply stop playing. This is the spiritual path, the path of meditation, of resolving the energy now and forgiving and forgetting now. It is very difficult to not accumulate new karma. It is much easier to simply stop playing. But hey, it's definitely not as much fun. Another thing you've been wrongly led to believe is that you are here on earth and your goal is to go to heaven. It is exactly the other way around. You were already in the heavens and you came on earth so you can be on earth. You've been convinced that the game sucks and that you need to leave it. This is so wrong. Can you say that it sucks to love your child? That it sucks to feel the warm, caressing rays of the sun on your skin? That it sucks to be embraced by the ocean waters? That it sucks to smell a rose? That it sucks to get a hug from a loved one? It doesn't. It is actually the essence of life. The essence of life is life itself. Your attention has just been directed in the wrong direction and you've been wrongly led to believe that there is nothing else than the darkness in the world. The darkness is there to help the light 
not to drown it. But while you see only darkness around yourself, you don't see its role and you don't see the light either. The school system. Most of the things you've been taught are upside down. The best lie is the one that is mostly true. And because you know and feel the truth, you assume that it must be all true. And you disregard the uncomfortable feeling you have that tells you that there is something fishy there. Let's take your schools, for example. There you send kids to learn facts, and outside of the schools they learn somehow how to be human. This is upside down. You need to teach humanism in the schools. To demonstrate to the kids, through example, the rules of the human game. To show them the exit points. To introduce them to the players. God, good and evil, to teach them how to think and learn, how to find their talents, how to bend reality, how to move in and out of the game, the facts they can learn later. You know that, in fact, you keep on learning facts on a daily basis throughout your life. Your brain can store facts for a very long time, useful or useless facts. It's much more difficult to change a character later in time than to learn a bunch of new facts. So you're using the child's first years for facts learning instead of for character building. It should be the other way around. You did not come to Earth to collect a bunch of facts. You came to Earth to build a character, to learn life lessons, not school lessons. And until your focus is on the wrong thing, you will repeat this level of the game again and again and again. Because you are not progressing via the facts you know or the objects you collect but via the soul properties you accumulate. We will leave you to think about who and why wants to keep you repeating the same game level again and again and again. Material objects. Another thing that you've been wrongly led to believe is what matters in life. You've been trained to desire material gains. Your whole life revolves around this. Getting good grades, so you can get into a good college, so you can get a good job, so you can get good food and house and car, which will serve your children, so they can get good grades and colleges and jobs and cars, food and houses, so their children can... Does this cycle sound depressing to you? You know why? Because this is not the real goal of your life or your children's lives. You know that after achieving the next physical goal, the job, the car, the promotion, the book contract, the new designer bag, you feel happiness for a short moment 
and then it's gone. Achieving such goals doesn't make you happy. But the memory of a great trip, or the memory of your child's first steps, or the memory of the strong hug and wide smile you got from that person you once helped, these things still make you happy now when you think about them. Don't you want to be happy? Isn't this the goal of all your current endeavors? To arrive at your happy place? Well, then think. Which are the things that bring you most happiness? And ask yourself, why the hell are you spending most of your life trying to achieve something else? We know it's not easy to leave at once the hamster wheel you are in. But please, when you wake up in the morning, ask yourself, what will truly make me happy that day or week? And please go and do it. You will see that it will enrich your life and your soul, and you will know what real ecstasy is, and it will bring you a step closer to God and to your true home. Democracy You've been also wrongly led to believe that what you have now in your Western world is democracy and that it is good. How can it be good that the opinion of someone else that might be different from your own opinion is imposed and forced upon you? Isn't enforcing someone else's decision on you rather called dictatorship than democracy? And even if you say you do agree with the current decisions of your ruling party, do you agree with all of them? If there is even one thing that you do not agree with and it is enforced on you, it is a dictatorship. It is crossing your free will of choice. What might be the solution, you may ask? The solution is definitely not greater centralization. It is not joining bigger and bigger communities and alliances. The bigger one community is, the higher the chance that there will be individuals who don't think alike. They will then fight and the will of the majority will be enforced on the minority. This is called dictatorship of the strong. This you also know under another word, slavery, where the slave has no choice but to obey the rules imposed by the ruling majority in power. So yes, you guessed it right, the solution is to split into smaller and smaller groups that do think alike, and that even if there is not a perfect agreement, the chosen solution is rather neutral. Yes, the majority can decide what the community should do, but it should be a community of very like-minded individuals. And even then, the ones who don't agree should be left to do what they see fit.
Your society should not organize based on territory, but based on moral codes and goals. How can you organize based on earthly grounds when you are a heavenly soul and your moral is not of the earth, but of the cosmos? You have been wrongly led to believe what the role of technology and artificial intelligence is. It is currently being used to help you achieve faster your material goals and to impose faster the decisions of the majority upon the minority. But it can, and it should, and it will be used to achieve faster your spiritual goals and to serve the unmet needs of the minorities. For it is the minorities you need to care for, not the majority. It is the minorities that need assistance. Health. You've been wrongly led to believe what health is and how you get sick. You think it's external factors that cause it to you, that you have nothing to do with it yourself. It just happens. The cancer, the flu, the car accident, it just happens and you need to deal with it via external means because it is an external problem, right? Wrong. We tell you, dear children, this too could not be further from the truth. If it were just genetics, why doesn't everyone in the family have cancer? Why do some people never get the seasonal flu? Why do some people never have a car accident? We will leave you to contemplate on these questions. For finding their answers will equal finding the holy grail of life. We will just tell you that it doesn't all just happen to you. You are not the victim in this game. You are the lead player in your game of life. So, dear ones, these were the answers from the masters and teachers of the Akashic Records. I hope they were thought-provoking and interesting for you. If you have any other questions you'd like me to ask for you in the Akashic Records, feel free to forward them to me and I will answer them in one of the next episodes of the podcast. Meanwhile, if you have some personal questions, feel free to book a session with me. My website is joyridecoaching.com. I thoroughly enjoy the time we spend together on this podcast and I deeply hope that this information will enrich your life, make it nicer, lighter, and will bring you a step closer to the love that you are. Loved by God, by your soul, and by your fellow humans. We are all in this together. I love you, and I'm looking forward to meeting you next time. Bye-bye.